are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producers shop talk hey there's three of us and one of us does not look like the others we got the beard the fever needs a little trim but this guy right here is high and tight today skin (laughs) fade city you hit up your boy vu i did man i did vu added a second he added a second chair, man. This guy is coming out of COVID with a vengeance. His nephew also cuts hair. And Sweet. so we took Ethan and Ethan and Caroline get their hair cut there. Probably the only little girl I know that gets her <laughs> hair cut in a barbershop. Dude does a fantastic job, but I actually let his nephew do mine yesterday. And I got to tell you, very pleased with the results of the high and tight skin fade. <laughs> I Dude, feel but like no, I'm they're, going... they're also, when I went in there one time, there was tons of uh, older women in there getting their hair cut by the booster. Yes. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Anyhow. So listen, we've had a lot of feedback from people, um, which, by the way, if you ever want to hear us talk about specific things we're doing in our agency or things like that. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we do is we want to give you guys what you want to hear and had a lot of stuff come in about CRM. And there's a lot of a lot of information out there in the insurance world right now. And there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people that have a good product, and there's also a lot of imposters. And so I figured, you know what? Why do Kyle and I need to be the ones who talk about this? We'll bring in the real brains behind our operation and have you hear from Mr. Lefevre himself. I and love we're it. just going to go through a, a series here and talk about CRM. <clears throat> CRM. Woo. So Gotta have one. David, yeah, Mr. David Lefevre with Sales Power. S-A-L-E-S-P-W-R dot com is mm-hmm. our in-house guy that we use, and I know that he has also done some work with Mr. Ryan Hanley. He's also done some work with my friends Josh Gurley, Andrew Deering, and Wayland Smith up at HM Advisors in Warner Robins, Georgia, and he can probably do some work for you if you like to hear what he has to say. So let's go ahead and dive in. David, glad to have you back, man. Hey, welcome. I appreciate you having me on. And it's nice sure. to see y'all for a change. I mean, normally we talk yeah. on the phone and <laughs> been a while. We're so busy we don't get to chat too often uh, by by video. So this is kind of nice. Well, I can assure you, you're going to see me at the end of June, sir. And it's going <laughs> to be in my will. natural hab- in my natural habitat. In uh, well, we'll we'll see about that. Whose natural habitat that is? So <laughs> more mine than yours, I think. At least there on the boat. Mm-hmm. There you go. Absolutely. So listen, you know, I think that probably the best place for us to start with this is to just talk about what is a CRM and then maybe bleed into why any organization, but specifically, you know, we have agencies and producers that are our audience, why they need it. So from from your point of view, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, what's a CRM? What would your answer be? Well, uh, CRM, Customer Relationship Management. 
Um, it's essentially a place where you store all your information, not only about your customers, but your prospects and your leads. Anybody that you talk to in your business, um, you want to. It's a place for you to keep track of that information uh, from communications, uh, whether it's you're talking to somebody or whether it's you're sending somebody an email, uh, to keeping track of what you have to do. You know, I think in today's world, we're all getting inundated with just tons of stuff, and it's impossible for everybody to remember everything. You just cannot do it. Um, if you had two clients, maybe you could, but I think most people are going to say, I've got a lot more than two clients, or at least hopefully they say that. And the more clients you have, the more you're going to forget. And we all know that customer service is king. That means staying on top of your customers. That means you know, knowing ahead of time what their needs are. And that means having a system where all that information is stored uh, and made available to you, i.e. customer relationship management system. Yeah, and I think that's a good definition of what a CRM traditionally has been. But mm -hmm. you know as well as I do, as we move forward, they are morphing. I mean, certainly that's not what HubSpot looks like in our agency. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's got marketing components, service components, and other things. And I think one thing, when you look at uh, CRM from the past, it is. It's, it's client or customer uh, relationship management. But so much of what we do has to do with marketing and soliciting to prospects. And I don't want to get too much down that road. But, you know, I do think it's important for people to understand when we get into why they would need a CRM for their agency, the prospecting piece and gathering information from people who could potentially become your client is huge, man. I mean, that's really, yeah. for me, that's the secret sauce for me. Because an agency, here's what's, what's going to happen. An agency is going to come back to you and say, well, what do I need a CRM for? I have an agency management system. All my clients are in there and all their insurance policies are in there and everything else. And I can communicate to all my clients from my AMS. So there's really no re need for redundancy in the software. And my answer is you're absolutely right. If you want to keep every client that you have and not prospect to anybody, <laughs> not bring on any new business, go ahead and manage the living crap out of what's already in your system mm -hmm. and you'll be fine. Your, your retention will probably be a little higher than everybody else's, but your net new business will be dismal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, marketing is one aspect of communication and agency management systems are uh, designed around doing the business of being an agency. That's really what they're, they're intended for. They're not intended to be marketing or sales communication tools. So, you know, some of the agents that I've talked to that are using agency management systems, you know, they're using it for clients. They're using it for tracking uh, you know, when their policies are expiring, they're using it for what policies they have and all, and obviously all the, the information that they're legally supposed to, you know, store about that. And that's great. But what they're not doing is they're not keeping track of when they talk to Bob Smith at ABC company about a potential opportunity to provide insurance for them. That's not going in there. Mm -hmm. That's going into a note somewhere, or that's going into a separate system somewhere. You know, most, most people are using a CRM in one way, shape, or form. The question is how are they using it and, and, and what are they doing with it? And, you know, that, that is all over the map. But what we're doing at uh, Florida Risk, you know, is we're using HubSpot uh, to manage all our marketing and, and ensuring that, you know, we're, we're doing all sorts of sales and marketing communications and all that activity from sending a blast, email blast out to uh, 
you know, using a, uh, a VA to do dialing for dollars and opening up new client opportunities, all that information is logged and mm -hmm. it's all in one place. So when, you know, a virtual assistant goes out there, makes a phone call, gets an opportunity to speak to somebody or sets up an appointment, Kyle, boom, that's already there waiting for him. It's automatically pops up on a screen saying you've got an appointment. Here you right. go. And here's all the information about that. And Kyle can go in and listen to the phone call if he wants to. And he's set to go. But, you know, it, it really is that centralized information around sales and marketing. Um, and if you wanted to, you know, they're now starting to take it to where agency information is starting to be merged in. Uh, that can be there if that's the tool that you know, the the plan that you want to or the path you want to take. Yeah, I think part of the problem is with agency management systems and CRMs right now, they still haven't solved the riddle. I don't, I don't understand how they solved the riddle, why, why they haven't, but they haven't solved the riddle of duplicate data entry, right? And having full functionality. Now, I know that there are products out there that have integrated, and I'm not going to go calling names, but you know, they, they, they say they have that two-way integration and that everything's going to work seamlessly and it's going to make everybody's life easier. And I think even with the most advanced of systems, they still haven't figured it out yet, man. I mean, I had that feedback from several people over the course of the last couple of weeks that I thought had moved into a product line that was really going to make a lot of sense for them. And it just simply hasn't. But I want to back up for just a second and uh, talk for, for just a sec about the, the telemarketing piece, because I think that's a huge advantage that we have. And it, it goes into something I was going to ask you in terms of what should I be looking for when I'm evaluating my options on a CRM. And I'm going to start with VoIP integration. I mean, yeah. that is a huge thing for me. I was Gotta on the phone it. with... Yeah, I was on the phone with an agent this week, somebody that I respect and, and, and you know like very much, and they were calling and asking for my advice because they were using the call campaign, uh, similar, like the call script. This is not somebody who's in Killing Commercial, but someone that I had shared uh, you know, my strategy and using a VA to set appointments with. And when I talked to her, she said, you know, it's just not working. They've been calling for three weeks and I've only, and I haven't gotten any appointments yet. And, you know, I immediately start going into all of the, you know, granular <laughs> by accident. You know, I just, mm -hmm. I just defaulted there thinking, okay, low hanging fruit here. I'm assuming all this is done. You know, tell me about the script. Tell me about the leads list. Tell me about blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, 10 minutes in, I'm not finding anything that leads me to understand why they're not getting traction. And finally, I'm like, you know what? Stop. Let me just rewind this. Let's go back to the basics. How many of the calls have you listened to? Mm -hmm. Right? How many of these calls have you actually heard? And calls? It was, yeah, it was like a light bulb went off. And, you know, this person has systems and they have VoIP, but they hadn't thought about going back and listening to them. And literally mm -hmm. it was like 10 minutes, 20 minutes after we got off that call, I get a message on Facebook. I listen to the calls. They suck. <laughs> I mean, and that's it. So, I mean, I guess my point is, you know, I want to bring this back to something, you know, that makes sense. But people ask me, I, I literally get this question and I see this question posted in forums all the time. What CRM should I get? Well, the answer is the one you're going to use, yeah. right? They all have a bunch of functionality, but if I don't care if it's if it has every ounce of functionality in the world, if you don't actually use it, it's worth nothing. 
So, you know, talk a little bit about that. I mean, there are basic functionalities that I think everybody should be looking for who's looking to get into a CRM. You know, we, we understand the what at this point. We understand the why because we need to be able to track that data and then use it to make intelligent business decisions. But I, I do think that there's some level of overkill. And I think that it's important for our audience to understand if you're not using anything at all right now, you, you need to walk before you run. So you're going to hear us talk about HubSpot a lot. You're going to hear Salesforce a lot. You're probably going to hear Infusionsoft a lot. And those are kind of the 800-pound gorillas, in my opinion, in the CRM world. And guess what? If you go buy that, it's going to cost you. If you have a reasonable-sized agency, it's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars a month to have the software, depending on how robust it is. I know that, you know, ours is probably $1,500 a month, um, you know, for, for the, the package that we have. But if you go buy that expecting your, you to be able to push a button and make mm -hmm. it work, you are sorely mistaken. Yeah. You know, the whole, the whole reason the fever is even in our organization is because that, that, you know, that, that doesn't happen. And he's the guy <laughs> that really puts the gas in the fuel tank for us. So, there have been a lot of advances inside of agency technology that have come out with a really good out-of-the-box solution. Tons of them that, that will do CRM work for you. And I, I hate to say basic because it would be a slap in the face to the people who are innovating and developing these products because it's not really basic. But it's way more basic in terms of just the overall strategy of what you have to understand and execute on to make it work. Many of these, you can pull them out install them in your um, office, train your users through their training programs, and literally turn pre-existing campaigns on and off with the click of a button. And that's a heck of a lot easier than having to program it from scratch. But with that comes some level of limitations too. You don't have the ability to fully customize the way that we do. And so just talk a little bit about that. I mean, as I'm looking to uh, get a CRM, knowing that I could have everything from a really inexpensive solution that works out of the box, but has maybe limited functionality compared to the other ones, all the way up through, you know, the HubSpot, Salesforce, and Infusionsofts of the world. What are what are we looking for? Um, the first thing you're looking for, like you you said at the beginning, there is is a CRM that your team will actually use. Um, you know, there's a lot of data that you want to capture. There's a lot of information. Um, saw it the other night on a, a question uh, about who said this, and it had something to do with information is power. And it came back to Gordon Gecko because Gordon Gecko said that. And, um, you know, we all, for those of us who have been around long enough, at least, who Gordon Gecko was, you know, multi-billionaire hedge fund guy in New York City, Super, super rich and a bad guy, basically. But at the end of the day, it was all about information. Kyle, and that's from the so, movie Wall Street. Here we go. Not that's it, Wall that Street. Here yeah, we go. You got it. So, But it's a great movie. If you haven't watched it, always recommend it. It's a fun movie to watch. It was like um, The Wolf on Wall Street before The Wolf on Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had uh, Charlie Sheen before he became what everybody now knows Charlie Sheen to be. And Michael um, Douglas. And Michael Douglas, yeah, is, yep, there you go. Michael Douglas but, has narrow heels for the audience. In case you didn't know that, I ran into him <laughs> at the Kenneth Cole store in Aspen, Colorado one time, and uh, I was sitting there, and it, this is a great story, by the way. I have to digress for just a second. Yeah, I'm you're digressing, the, all right. <laughs> in the Kenneth Cole store with my little brother in Aspen, Colorado, and we see this guy walk in with a pair of sunglasses on, hair slicked back, and I, I thought that it might be Michael Douglas. 
sits down in the sh- uh, in the shoe section with us, and he says, "Do you have these in a size nine? I have <laughs> narrow heels." And my brother's like elbowing me, saying, "Hey, that's Michael Douglas." And I I look back and I'm like, "Dude, act like you've been there before. I don't care. The guy's got narrow heels. He's not going to be my friend." So anyhow, that's amazing. That's my Michael Douglas story. Well, now now that you got me completely off guard. Well, um, hey, one more thing. I also I got a kiss a on the cheek. I from- think we just need to go ahead and close this episode out on that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hey, I also got a, I got a kiss on my cheek from L. McPherson in Aspen on that same trip. So it was epic for me. Oh, that that would have been <laughs> epic. I, I could understand that. Um, but I'll just you know point out the number one thing is you got to use it. Uh, there's a term in, in databases and data in general, garbage in, garbage out. Um, if you don't put good information in, you can't get good information out of it. And the whole reason you have this is to get good information out. And that means you need a system that people will use. Not necessarily that you're going to force them to use, but they're going to appreciate using it and and what they get out of it, that they realize and recognize that if you go in and you put the workers' comp date in, okay, that that drives all this other stuff that's going to help them in their in their sales process and their customer management process. Um, and if they don't put the workers' comp date in, none of that other stuff happens. But at the same time, you don't need to be putting in 35 pieces of information that really aren't relevant until they decide to, you know, start a policy or get a quote. You know, then you can get that information, but you don't need to start out with that because, you know, that's a lot of headaches if you're just trying to do data entry. And not everybody's good at data entry. You know, we all have our gifts in life. And a lot of salespeople, they don't they don't want to enter data in a, into a CRM. It's just, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. Um, but if you set it up in a way that it's easy to use, um, the basic information is in there. And then for, for as far as, you know, who the customer is, who the contact is, address, phone numbers, email addresses, website, uh, and then any critical um, information like workers' comp expiration dates and such, but keep it simple um, and make it easy for people to use, you're going to get a lot more out of it because they are going to actually use it. Uh, the other thing tacked onto that is you know, um, task management, reminders, ensuring that you know, you're, you're, you're tracking all your communications, make that easy, make that simple, make automated as much as possible. Like, you know, we're integrating VoIP to where when you pick up a phone and you dial the number, all right, that that call is automatically logged onto this, onto the CRM record. So if you go back and look, when did I call them? Oh, three days ago. And there it is. It's in the system. Mm -hmm. Some will offer you recordings. Some won't. That's, that's a, agency decision but at a minimum you want to have that activity tracked so you know you can look at it or the uh, partner can look at it or uh, customer service can look at it and go we've talked to this person three times in the last two weeks we've been pretty active so when they say you haven't called me back you know you might be able to argue that point or at least you know better because it's been logged that we've actually talked to the person and here's what they said well, I'll so tell you what, man. Important we had, things. Easy of, ease of use. Yeah, we had a situation this week where if I didn't have that functionality, I could have had a perpetual problem going forward. We had a client that was referred in from out of state that was buying a home down here, 
And I said that I would happily do my best to help them with the insurance marketplace the way that it is right now. You know, that's all you can do. You can't promise you can help them because the chances are you may not be able to. But referred them over to our personal lines person. And our personal lines person did everything they could and um, wasn't able to help. And so I got a message back from the agent that referred it in and said, hey, here's what I got uh, Got back. Did, were you not aware that this was a builder's risk policy, not a regular homeowner's policy? The guy that I referred said he told your guy five different times it was builder's risk. And I'm thinking... That doesn't sound right. You know, there's something that's not going on or, or the, that's not being communicated correctly. And I need to get to the bottom of it. So what did I do? I went to the CRM and I pulled the recordings of the calls and I spent 10 minutes listening to the recordings of the calls. Here's what I learned from it. It could have been a Saturday Night Live skit, right? Because Builder's <laughs> Risk was never, ever mentioned in the conversation. Sure. Our guy was sitting over here you know, talking from the, I'm going to write you a homeowner's policy perspective. The guy that was buying the house was talking about it from the guy who's buying a house to rehab and flip perspective. But the way each of them were talking was so ambiguous about what their end goal was that they were basically in an impasse and he wasn't able to help them. And so as I listened to the calls, I heard the, the, the uh, prospect talk a couple of times. Well, no, this is going to be a, a light rehab. Well, there's one indication that this is not a normal, I'm going to buy a house and either rent it out or, or live in it. Um, and then he started talking about, and then, then he got into, well, you know, roofs down here are a big problem and the carrier is going to want you to replace the roof. And he said, well, I am going to replace the roof at some point, but I'm not going to do it right away because there's other things that need to be done. And this guy's very confidently talking from the perspective of somebody who's buying a house to go do renovations and then eventually flip. Mm -hmm. And our guy's like, well, you can't do that. That's not what the insurance company says. He's well, what good's insurance for? Don't they? And, and the whole thing was just going back and forth in this perfect storm. And I could tell that each was kind of getting frustrated. And I'm actually getting frustrated listening to it. But what it ended up being was just a, a basic miscommunication from somebody who did not have experience writing builders risk in that situation, not knowing what the things were that they should be listening for in the conversation. And the other guys just assuming that he knows it. Mm -hmm. And so it became a great opportunity for me to review those calls and then pick up the phone and call and say, Hey, here's the deal. This is why this deal didn't go down. Let me, let me tell you what you missed in the conversation. And it wasn't in a condescending fashion. It was a hundred percent, you know, me coaching him because from what he knows, he was going in the right direction. The, the, the problem was he missed just a couple of nuances that it, honestly, due to lack of experience, he missed. And I would, I would have missed him at that stage in my career, truthfully. So, you know, it became a great teachable moment. So guys, if you don't think you need the CRMs and the recordings and all of that, you got to know these are tools that are going to make your business better because if I didn't have the ability to fix that problem now, how many more times would we have lost prospects because we just didn't know what our people were saying on the phones? Right. And I think that's huge too. I was going to jump in there before you started talking about this um, particular situation of just how much time having something recorded saves me as a producer. Um, and, and, you know, so that things don't get lost in translation and in, in previous careers, I would have to, I would have to go to the BDR, the, the, the phone rep, if they booked an appointment for me and just have a full on conversation with them. Like, okay. Okay. What'd you guys talk about? I see the notes in Salesforce here or whatever, you know, but like, what did you guys talk about? And then 
they have trouble recalling it because it could have been a day or two ago and they call a hundred people a day. And so you don't really get as much information. I can just go in, click on the link like you did, listen to the full on conversation and understand how they framed the appointment, what they talked about and what I need to prepare myself with going in to that appointment. So it's, it's, it's huge. Well, here's the thing, man, you know, Lightspeed voice is a great partner for us. You know, they have always been good for us to deal with. And I'm so thankful that we have them. But, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting with Steve Moore, their VP, and Brad Fuller, the owner, last fall. And we were sort of talking about things that are on the radar. And I want to pre-qualify this statement by saying, people, if you use Lightspeed, please do not listen to what I'm saying as if this is a release that's coming out. We were literally brainstorming and throwing stuff against the wall in a really cool meeting. But take it another level. You know, with artificial intelligence where it is right now, we can have those call recordings, but we're not that far removed from number one, a CRM being able to be integrated with another product that will then transcribe that call and have the written account of it. So now you mm -hmm. don't even have to listen. Yeah. You can go see what it says. And, and the other thing is, you know, we're going to have a guy on the podcast from Arius Analytics, Ron Schroyer, who has a product called Donna for Agencies. And they're taking that um, that AI in going to a completely different level. And I don't want to you know, blow his cover or botch what they're doing. But basically, at a very watered down level, you're going to be able to have your call recordings analyzed by their software. And they're going to come back and say, hey, you missed a cross sell opportunity here based on the conversation. Hey, you need to probably reach out to this person because of the inflection in their voice. We can tell that your NPS might be a little off based on how they're interacting with your people. And they actually have a measurement that they call the centimeter that is going to give you a real time, um, you know, better oper better uh, measurement than what an NPS is for for a company. So, I mean, we could probably drill down to VoIP for for episode after episode after episode. But, you know, these are things people that you need to be doing. And I, I do want to go back and put closure to one more thing before we wrap up. And that is after I had the, the conversation with my team member about the Saturday night live skit phone call we had, the very next thing I did is pick up the phone and call the prospect. Right. And I told, and, and I said, listen, I said, I, I'm going to tell you something. I own this. Okay. I own it because I, in the spirit of me trying to handle something for a referring agent that I have a lot of respect for in doing that in a timely fashion, I I got stuck on phone calls. I had a client who had a claim and a couple other things that were blowing up, and I, I handed it off to somebody else, and I said, please go take this, you know, because this guy's under a time crunch. And so I said, so I own that. I, this wouldn't have happened if I would have been the one on the phone call. I said, but I wanted to let you know that I listened to the call, and then I described exactly what I just described. I said, you know, builder's risk was never mentioned. Um, you know, even the even even the requirements from the lender were very ambiguous in their wording. And I said, I just want to let you know, this isn't how I run my agency, man. I wanted to reach out to you and say, here's where the miscommunication was. I found the miscommunication. I have addressed it. We've educated our team member to make sure that they're listening for these things in the future. And I know you're coming down to Florida. You know, my first piece of advice to you is if you're going to be buying uh, flip properties, don't come to Florida. I mean, right now with the insurance marketplace <laughs> where it is, I think you're absolutely nuts. Property values are through the roof and premiums are probably as high or higher. But if you do, I would really appreciate it if you would come back and give me an opportunity to earn your business. I'm not expecting you to hand me anything, but I do want to have the opportunity to earn it. And he said, you know what? You just did. 
So you have the ability, even when there is a negative situation, you have to remember the information that we get from these systems are only as good as our ability to execute on it when we get it. And mm -hmm. I think that that's one thing that I'm always going to do. It, it, even if when I make a mistake, I'm going to take the time to learn from that mistake, execute on it, and then communicate the solution to that. Sometimes I'm going to win somebody back. Sometimes I'm not. But the fact is I've got the tool that's going to set me up for the best opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Uh, and I'll just add, I mean, that's the, the VoIP system is great. But, you know, in addition to that, you know, a lot of communication is done via email. And so having that email, that email string or that thread recorded and stored in the CRM as well, uh, just as important, yep. you know, just as important because, you know, a lot of times more cases than not, there's, there's information in that email that's being transposed, that's string being transferred. That's, you know, just as important. Oh, and I mean, you want to be able know, to pull it and you know? grab it without having to reach out to somebody else and saying, Hey, forward me a copy of those emails. You would never have to do that again, because it's all sitting on in, in the CRM associated to the person that that email was going to. Yeah, and guess what? Your your errors and omissions carrier for your agency right. also likes the fact that you have records of all of these things. So, oh, yeah. I think that's yeah. a I think that's a great place for us to wrap this episode up. Um, we're going to continue on this discussion. I think it's going to be a good one, and who knows how many episodes come from it. But we thank everybody for listening. Listen, if you need help with the CRM, you want to pick his brain, give him your contact information, David. I'm oh, sure you're going to get people that want to talk. I appreciate it. Just simply go to salespower, S-A-L-E-S-P-W-R.com. Uh, you can reach me at david at salespower.com, and I'll be happy to uh, get back in touch with you. Make sure if you're getting frustrated that there is no O or E in power. It's literally P-W-R. Yeah. So P-W-R. Type it right. in the right way. <laughs> Everybody, if you're getting value out of this podcast, I ask you to please go to iTunes, give us a review, leave us some comments. That's the gas that drives the engine. We don't get paid to do this. Do it. We only get paid off of an emotional charge, and you're the only one that can do that for us. Please continue to boost those ratings on iTunes. We appreciate those of you that have already taken the time to do it. Yes. And you know, that's what makes the world go round in the insurance world. It doesn't hurt us any in podcasting either. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you more than you know. You've been listening to Power Producers Shop Talk. You can follow us at the Power Producers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to take your game to the next level, check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit Amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book, The Extra Two Minutes.